Section 20 of the Sikh Religion. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read for you by Chiquito Crasto. The Sikh Religion, Its Gurus, Sacred Writings, and Authors by Max Arthur McAuliffe. Volume 1, Chapter 9, Part B. A Brahman came to the Guru offered him a basket of fruit and said my friend thou art uttering hymns of wrath the guru replied remain not here there is a pool three miles distant go thither with thy family all who remain here will be put to death the brahman acted on his advice after some days babar assaulted and destroyed the city he also devastated the neighboring villages there was a general massacre of the people and Pathan as well as Hindu habitations were plundered and razed to the ground. The lives of the Guru and Mardana were spared, probably because they were strangers, but they were imprisoned and placed under the superintendence of Mir Khan, an officer of Babur's army. Mir Khan, on seeing them, ordered, Take away these slaves to work. The Guru was condemned to carry loads on his head, and Mardana to do the work of a groom. The Guru upon this uttered the following, I am a purchased slave, my name is Lucky. I have sold myself in the shop for God's word, where he placed me, there am I placed. What cleverness hath thy slave, he cannot obey the Lord's order. My mother was a slave, my father a slave, I was born a slave. My mother danced, my father sang, I perform thy service, O King. If thou drink, I will fetch thee water, O Lord. If thou eat, I will grind thee corn. I will fan thee. I will shampoo thy limbs and continue to repeat thy name. Said Nanak, ungrateful is thy slave. If thou pardon him, it will be to thy glory. In the beginning, in every age, Lord of mercy, bestower without thee, salvation is not obtained. When the Guru had finished his hymn, Mardana saw some women weeping and shrieking as they passed along and asked his master what had happened to them. The Guru told Mardana to play the rebbeck. Mardana replied that he could not do so as he was holding a horse. The Guru bade him utter, Wah Guru, and let go the horse. Mardana obeyed and played the rag asa, to which the Guru sang the following hymn. They who wore beautiful tresses, and the partings of whose hair were dyed with vermilion, have their locks now shorn with the scissors, and dust is thrown upon their heads. They dwelt in their private chambers. Now they cannot find a seat in public. Hail, Father, hail! O primal being, thy limit is not known. Thou makest and beholdest the different phases of existence. When they were married, they appeared beautiful near their spouses. They came in their sedans adorned with ivory. Water was waved round their heads and glittering fans over them. They had hundreds of thousands waiting on them, sitting, and hundreds of thousands waiting on them, standing. Eating coconuts and dates, they sported on their couches, but now chains are on their necks and broken are their strings of pearls. The wealth and beauty which afforded them pleasure have now become their bane. The order was given to the soldiers to take and dishonour them. If it please God, he giveth greatness, and if it please him, he giveth punishment.
if they had thought of him before why should they have received punishment but they had all thought of god in joys in spectacles and in pleasures when barber's rule was proclaimed no patan prince ate his food some lost their five times of prayer others their hours of worship how shall hindu women now bathe and apply frontal marks without their sacred squares they who never thought of ram are now not allowed even to mention khuda one may return to her home another may meet and inquire after the safety of a relation but others are destined to sit and weep in pain what pleaseth god o nanak shall happen what is man after this mir khan the governor of the jail arrived he saw that the guru's bundle was raised a cubit over his head without any apparent support and that the horse entrusted to mardana followed him while he played sacred music on his rebeck the governor communicated this information to babar the emperor replied that if he had known the city contained such holy men he would have not destroyed it at the governor's suggestion he went to the prison which was 2 miles distant there were pathan and hindu women huddled promiscuously together grinding corn the guru had also been supplied with a land mill for the same purpose it is said that the mill revolved of its own accord while he put in the corn the emperor addressed the guru but he was in a trance thinking of the slaughter of his unoffending countrymen on awaking he uttered the following hymn which however is not found in the granth sahib no one can kill him o kind one whom thou preservest how can thy praises be numbered thou savest countless beings preserve me o beloved preserve me i am thy slave my true lord pervadeth sea and land the nether and the upper regions thou didst preserve jaydev and nam thy beloved saints thou didst save those on whom thou didst bestow thy name thou didst preserve san kabir and trilochan who loved thy name thou didst preserve ravdas the tanner who is numbered among thy saints nanak who is without honour of family uttereth supplication extricate him o lord from the ocean of the world and make him thine own it is said that the emperor on hearing this fell at nanak's feet and declared that god appeared on his face upon this all the courtiers saluted nanak the emperor asked him to accept a present from him the guru replied that he wanted nothing for himself but he requested that the captives of saiyidpur might be released upon this the emperor ordered that they should be set free and their property restored to them the captives however refused to depart without the guru he was then allowed to go with them and they went to their homes in the city they found that all the people who had remained in saiyidpur had been put to death mardana told his master that it had all happened as god had willed it upon this the guru to the accompaniment of mardana's rebeck sang the following lamentation where are those sports those tables and those horses where those bugles and clarions where are those who buckled on their swords and were mighty in battle where those scarlet uniforms where those mirrors and fair faces we see them no longer here this world is thine o lord of the earth in one ghari thou establishest and disestablishest thou distributest wealth as thou pleasest where are those houses those mansions and those palaces where those beautiful seraglios 
Where are those easy couches and those women a sight of whom banish sleep? Where is that beetle, those beetle sellers, and those fair ones? They have vanished. For wealth many are ruined. This wealth hath disgraced many. It is not amassed without sin, and it departeth not with the dead. Him whom the Creator destroyeth, he first depriveth of virtue. Millions of priests tried by their miraculous power to restrain the emperor when they heard of his approach. He burned houses, mansions, and palaces. He cut princes to pieces and had them rolled in the dust. No Mughal hath become blind, no priest hath wrought a miracle. There was a contest between the Mughals and the Pathans. The sword was wielded in the battle. One side aimed and discharged their guns, the other also handled their weapons. They whose letter hath been torn in God's court must die, my brethren. There were the wives of Hindus, of Turks, of Bhattis, and of Rajputs. The robes of some were torn from head to foot. The dwellings of others were their places of cremation. How did they whose husbands came not home pass the night? The Creator acteth and causeth others to act. To whom shall man complain? Misery and happiness are according to thy pleasure. To whom shall we go to cry? The commander is pleased issuing his orders. Nanak, man obtaineth what is allotted him. Apropos of the change of circumstances in India, the Guru uttered the following. God hath given fixed time for all events, and fully established the nine regions, the seven seas, the fourteen worlds, the three qualities, and the four ages. He put four lamps, one by one, into the hands of the four ages. O kind God, such is thy power. The dwellers at every hearth are thy slaves, and religion is thy ruler. The earth is thy cooking pot. Thou gavest once for all. Destiny is thy storekeeper. Instigated by their hearts, men lose patience and beg again and again to their ruin. Covetousness is a black dungeon, demerits the fetters on the feet. Wealth ever beateth the soul with its mallet, while sin sitteth as judge. Man shall be either good or bad, O Lord, as thou lookest on him. The primal being is now called Allah. The turn of the sheikhs hath come. There is a tax on the shrines of the gods, such as the practice established. There are ablution pots, calls to prayer, five daily prayers, prayer carpets, and God appeareth dressed in blue. In every house all say, Mia, your language hath been changed. Since thou, who art lord of the earth, hast appointed Babar, Amir, what power have we? In the four directions men make thee obeisance, and thy praises are uttered in every house. The profit which is obtained from pilgrimages, repeating the Simritis, and bestowing alms all day long, is, O Nanak, obtained in one ghari, by remembering the name which conferreth greatness. The Hindus and the Muslims who returned to Sayyidpur began to dispose of their dead, and there was weeping and mourning in every house. People said, Such and such was the deceased. Upon this the Guru fell into a trance and uttered the following hymn. As herdsmen stay for a short time in the pasture ground, so do men stay in this world. Men by the exercise of falsehood build houses for themselves. Awake, awake, ye sleepers! Lo, the soul, the dealer, departeth. If ye are to remain here for ever, 
then build houses the body shall fall and the soul depart if any one desire to know the truth why criest thou alas alas god is and shall be ye weep for others but who will weep for you ye worry with worldly occupations my brethren and practice falsehood the dead hear not at all ye only cry to be heard of others he who laid them to sleep nanak will awake them if man know his own home in god then shall he not sleep if any one know of any one at his departure taking anything with him then let him with open eyes amass wealth know and consider this do thy dealing gain thy object be not sorry hereafter thou shalt be known as a true dealer if thou take profit with thee sow the seed of truth in the soil of honesty in that way practise tillage forsake vice practise virtue so shalt thou obtain the real thing if it be god's favour man shall meet the true guru understand his instruction repeat the name hear the name and deal in the name as is the profit so the loss that is the way of the world what pleaseth him o nanak is my glory one day mardana took it into his head to ask the guru to explain the cause of the saidpur massacre and said sir some pathans have done wrong but why have so many been killed on their account the guru pointed out a tree and told mardana to go and sleep under it when he awoke the guru would give him an answer mardana accordingly went and lay down to sleep under the tree a drop of honey fell on his naked breast as he slept ants came to drink it and the sleeper half consciously crushed them to death with his hand the guru asked him on awaking what he had done he replied that one insect had bitten him and so he had killed them all the guru replied it is in that very way the people of saidpur were killed upon this mardana fell at his feet and the remnant of the inhabitants of saidpur became his disciples after this the guru returned to the emperor's camp with the object of obtaining another interview with him he visited the prison and sang hymns for the prisoners whose treatment he deplored under the influence of such feelings he composed the following babar ruled over khurasan and hath terrified hindustan the creator taketh no blame to himself it was death disguised as a mughal who made war on us when there was such slaughter and lamentation didst thou not o god feel pain creator thou belongest to all if a tyrant slay a tyrant one is not angry but if a ravening lion fall on a herd its master should show his manliness the dogs of lodi have spoiled the priceless inheritance when they are dead no one will regard them o god thou thyself joinest and thou thyself separatest lo this is thy greatness if any one give himself a great name and enjoy himself to his heart's content in god's view he is as a worm which nibbleth corn but he who while alive is dead may gain something o nanak by repeating the name when babar had heard this hymn he ordered the guru to be sent for when the guru appeared the emperor asked him to sing the hymn again and the guru did so upon this it is said 
Babar's brain opened for the reception of spiritual truths. He praised the Guru and opened his bhang pouch, offered him some. The Guru replied that he had already taken bhang whose intoxication would never subside. Babar asked what bhang that was. The Guru replied with the following hymn. O God, fear of thee is my bhang, my heart its pouch. I am an intoxicated hermit. My hands are the cup. It is for a sight of thee, O God, I hunger, and ever beg at thy door. For a sight of thee I crave. I beg at thy door. Grant me thine alms. Saffron, flowers, musk, gold, and sandal are all applied to the body. So the bright perfume of the saints rendereth all souls fragrant. No one calleth clarified butter or silk impure. Such is a saint in regard to caste. May Nanak obtain alms at the doors of those who are imbued with thy name and continue to love thee. The emperor was so pleased with the Guru that he asked him to accompany him. The Guru would at first only promise to remain one day with him, but on being pressed to remain three days, at last consented. The Guru was always distressed as he looked towards the prisoners. For the third time he sang the preceding hymn, and then fell into a trance and became unconscious. The emperor stood over him and asked the bystanders what had happened. They replied that the fakir on beholding God's wrath was in suffering and had fallen into a trance. Babur became alarmed for the Guru's safety and asked the people to pray to God for his recovery. Upon this the Guru stood up and there then shone such light as if a thousand suns had arisen. Babur saluted and asked the Guru to be gracious unto him. The Guru replied, If thou, O Emperor, desire kindness, set all thy captives free. He agreed on one condition, that the Guru should promise that his empire should continue from generation to generation. The Guru replied, Thine empire shall remain for a time. The emperor on this ordered that all his prisoners should be clothed with robes of honour, a matter which gave great pleasure and satisfaction to the guru. The emperor asked the guru for instruction suitable to his position. The guru said, Deliver just judgments, reverence holy men, forswear wine and gambling. The monarch who indulgeth in these vices shall, if he survive, bewail his misdeeds. Be merciful to the vanquished and worship God in spirit and in truth. At the final parting, the emperor pressed the Guru to embrace Islam, which recognized only one God, as the Guru himself had been preaching, so he would not have far to go on his spiritual journey and his progress to salvation. Moreover, on embracing Islam, he would have the advantage of the mediation of God's holy and last prophet Muhammad. The Guru replied, there are hundreds of thousands of Muhammads, but only one God. The unseen is true and without anxiety. Many Muhammads stand in his court, so numberless they cannot be reckoned. Prophets have been sent and come into the world. Whenever he pleaseth, he hath them arrested and brought before him. The slave Nanak hath ascertained that God alone is pure and all else impure. The emperor instead of being incensed at this outspoken language, invited the Guru to ask him a favour. 
the guru replied to the accompaniment of mardana's rebek it is the one god who hath commissioned me every one partaketh of his gifts he who looketh for human support loseth both this world and the next there is but one giver and the whole world are beggars they who forsake him and attach themselves to others lose all their honour kings and emperors are all made by him there is none equal to him saith nanak hear emperor babar he who beggeth of thee is a fool end of section 20 read for you by chiquito crasto birmingham alabama